Hi everyone and welcome to the 81st episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hey guys. And today we're joined by Bayan. How you going everyone? So if you don't know, Bayan is actually uh, a member of the gaming union community. He's been around for many, many years yep. and he's a super moderator on the forums. So you may have seen him around uh, talking about Final Fantasy and other gaming things just in general because of that. Yeah. So welcome aboard, Bayan. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. This is the um, second time running <laughs> after the, um, what was it, the e- E3 episode? After the, after the incident. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in case you guys don't know, um, we actually already recorded the 81st episode and then we had to can it because Square Enix made so many mental announcements during E3. Yeah. And so Ben got really excited about being on the show and then we had to have, given the unfortunate news, it wasn't happening. Yeah. yeah. Well... I'm back and by popular demand. Back <laughs> with a brand new mission. So, um, we actually have a slightly shorter show for you this episode. Well, we, we say that now, it's probably going to end up being the normal length because that's <laughs> usually what happens. Yeah. Whenever we go into these things and I'm like, yeah, I want to keep this to like a certain amount of time. Never happens. Never nope. happens. The E3 episode, I said it was going to be about 20 minutes. It ended up being about an hour. So that's usually how it goes. Um, but we only have the news and question segment today. However, we have a ton of news to get through. And we're not even really going to talk about E3 because we already covered that. But there's been so much stuff since then that it's just gone mental. Um, we're not doing a burning questions this episode. I think... Um, it would have been difficult because E3 was a month ago now and it would have probably been related to that so it probably wouldn't have been topical anymore. Yeah. So I think we're going to try and bring that back for next episode and um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, if you are not new or if you're new to this podcast and you're not familiar with it, uh, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and tweaksmusic.com. It comes out on the iTunes store FinalFantasyUnion.com and GamingUnion.net. So before we get onto the news, um, we actually want to talk about a competition we've been running on the site with uh, Square Enix and the Distant Worlds Tour. Uh, we have been giving, well, we gave people the opportunity to win two sets of tickets to the San Diego concert, which is taking place on, I think, the 18th of July. Yep. Yep. So you know, it was a great opportunity for you, for the for people to kind of go onto that. And I, Lauren and I went to one of these concerts last year, and we had a blast. It oh, was, it was so great. fantastic. We got to see uh, Uematsu San. Yeah. And uh, Arnie Roth was on form on stage, and uh, but it, the one we went to was a slightly different, a different one in terms of it was for the the twenty fifth anniversary. I, I don't know if the San Diego one is also kind of in conjunction with that. I'm not sure. I would have thought like the whole year would have been like dedicated. Well, last to year the was the twenty fifth. Um, I think yeah then maybe so um but yeah so we had two winners and um I'll 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 announce these guys I mean it's already on the site and everything but um just in case you listen to the podcast and you wanted extra validation (laughs) so the first one was Jose Ricardo Ferrer and the second one was aptly named Richard San Diego yep awesome name don't know if that's his real name or not no maybe he's just richard from san diego and thought that you know maybe if i put san diego as my name i have a better chance of winning maybe maybe turns out he did turns out he did (laughs) yeah not intentional mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's completely random we swear but anyway, um, yeah. so congrats to you guys. We we hope you thoroughly enjoyed the concert, and um, you know maybe let us know how how you got on. I think it'd be great to to hear from you, and then maybe maybe we can read out some of your comments on the show next time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of course. So 
Going on to the news, we have so much news this episode, it's not even like a, a joke. I mean, it's a couple of episodes, I mean, we've had, we've kind of been clutching at straws, but I think maybe Square Enix are thinking now, well, E3's done, we've got the hype train back on, and honestly, throughout E3, they, they basically ignored Lightning Returns, so it kind of makes sense that they're now just on a massive run with it. I mean, yeah. it's coming out in four months in Japan, so it makes sense. Anyway... So these are in no, not necessarily in any order. I'm just uh, kind of going through. We have so many stories. So the first one is that, and it's a really controversial story for for the wrong reasons, but (laughs) Cloud Strife is going to be, quote unquote, appearing in Lightning Returns. So Square Enix have said that if you pre-order the game uh, for a limited time only, they will give you a download code when the game releases, which will give Lightning access to Cloud Strife's costume, and he will get to use his Buster Sword, and he'll also have his um, the, the the special bangle that was on his arm that was associated with uh, the costume. Yeah. And if you wear this, you will also be able to level up faster in game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think a... it's just further proving our point that lightning is actually cloud. I, I think that yeah, that's been one of the popular <laughs> theories. The Square Enix are finally <laughs> confirming to us that lightning is cloud. Yep. That or that or, that or cloud equals money, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say I said it was a bit controversial. The, the funny thing about this was that everyone has been complaining about Square Enix for like not really caring and not really giving any nostalgia value. Yeah. And then they do something like this, which is actually a really nice tribute. Yeah. And then they, everyone complains because they're money grabbing. It's like what, 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 what do you <laughs> expect what can them to we do? do? It's like <laughs> this is really good business practice. I mean, ultimately, they're giving people something they want. Yeah. It's not going to cost people any more money to get it. They just have to pre-order the game, mm. and like I don't, I don't understand the negative here. I, I don't either. Yeah, same. And here. actually, you know, for all the people complaining about like gender neutrality and stuff, like this is actually a step in the right direction because yeah. she's dressing up as a boy. In the past, there's been some sort of um, kinky type costumes, i.e., Sarah in and, Final and, and of course, Quint Cloud dressed up as a woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's but, right. Um, <laughs> But, like, this is, like, something that they want. Like, you know, it's... It's a it's probably step. the closest anyone's going to get to a Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. You just have to, like, squint your eyes a bit and pretend that she has blonde hair. It's kind of... It's kind of possible. Kind of, kind of blondish-ish. Yeah. Ish. I don't know. Fine. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm really excited about that. Um, I, they haven't necessarily specified how limited this is going to be. I mean, it's a digital download code, so they could just make more, surely. Yeah. But um, obviously, if they say limited, people rush to pre-order, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is really good. It's really cool. And uh, no doubt, if you don't pre-order, it's going to become paid DLC after launch. So, you know, it's it's up to you, basically, whether you want to... Um, put your money down now or pay a little bit more later yeah Um, so the second story is one that will very much appeal to Bayon because he's all about the digital is that (laughs) we we announced um, maybe a couple of months ago that I think it was when we went to San Francisco to see Lightning Returns or when Spencer went Um, during that time Square Enix announced that the game would be getting a digital download release Uh, and we weren't sure at the time whether it would be PS3 only or if it would be on Xbox Live Marketplace 2. We still haven't clarified that. But we do know that Lightning Returns will be coming out day one digitally. Yeah, it's good. Um, The only problem I have is 
how big the game is going to be because if it is going to be like if they're running it like a blu-ray disc it's going to be like 25 gig so um i, I don't know if it's going to be able to be um, downloaded on most people's hard drives which is the only thing that i'm thinking of right now yeah. um but well, yeah i think that's just a problem in general isn't it i mean if you were kind of still rocking the original PS3s where you only had like a 40 gig hard drive, <laughs> yeah. you're pretty screwed anyway. Yeah. Like, because most demos now are range between what, like one and five gig? Yeah. And, you know, it, it, some games even like require you to do the installations of between like one and five gig as well. So, you know, I keep finding that I'm running out of space and I've got a pretty hefty hard drive in mine. Um, yeah. I think, you know, it, it really appeals to those people that have put in custom hard drives. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like um, I think Churros even mentioned that he has like a one terabyte um, hard drive in his PS3. Oh, he has one yeah. of the original ones. Yeah, that's that, that's what I'll need to do eventually because I'm I'm currently rocking the um, 120 gig and I I'm just finding that my hard drive is filling up so fast with like games I'm getting from PlayStation Plus and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I might need to extend it as well. But yeah, it's yeah, this I is mean, this is good news. I I like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, also, uh, you know, if you're um, if you're getting digital download, it's it's more like it's more dependent on your internet connection than anything else. Yeah. And uh, tip, I don't know how Sony do it, but like, you know, if you pre-order if you pre-order a game on Steam, then you can um, like stack it up beforehand so you can yeah. usually play it as soon as it's out. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas obviously, if you're if you're pre-ordering a game, you're getting the box copy. You go wait for it to be delivered in the post, or you got to mm-hmm. go into the town to pick it up. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes. If you're getting it by post, it doesn't even come on the release day, and it can it can get a little bit frustrating. Yeah, um, I know that Sony kind of were trialing that thing where you can start playing the game when it's downloading as well, which is quite nice. Uh, obviously, because you only need certain parts of it to be able to play it as it's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, you know, it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Okay, so the third piece of news is probably the most crazy, and um, if you wait, it's kind of story related, not. In some ways, it kind of annoys me when Square Enix do this because like, I think I'm I'm in more of the camp where I like to play games and and be surprised. Yeah. And they've kind of taken it away. It's kind of like when Final Fantasy ten part uh, sorry thirteen part two when they announced Null and it's like, well, you know, did they really need to? I mean, yes, it helps with the hype and all that stuff, but you know. Anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> so they uh, there's thing going on. Uh, well, the thing going on last week called Japan Expo, which is taking place in Paris, and Square Enix uh, had quite a big presence over there, obviously, um, and they decided to use that time to release a new trailer for the game, and it was called The Divine Task. It pretty much talked about Lightning's quest and all that stuff, and there were some cameos from older characters, so you got to see Snow in his new form. Mm. Hope looked pretty much exactly the same as in 13.2. Noel was back, and he had a... a, Noel's role was a bit weird in in that he seemed like he was still kind of good, but he was having to do bad things. Yeah. Um, And I think the biggest shock for me, and... If you if you do, if you don't want to spoil anything for you, maybe just stop listening for the next minute. So skip forward a minute. Um, was that they announced a new character that was coming back, and I, you know it's it's quite cool, but I don't know if it's really necessary to do it now. And mm. that's that Fang is is returning. Yeah. So I'm sure there are going to be things in the story to explain why that's the case. Um, and you know, does that mean that Vanille's back as well? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. It's up in the it's, air, but it's, yeah, it is it's a bit cool, strange. but I don't know. To me, Fang wasn't so much a important character in thirteen. What well, I, I think, know. like Fang and Vanille, um it's the whole thing about thirteen, isn't it? Like all the characters yeah. had their strengths, and I think Fang and Vanille, um particularly were you know that they were fan favorites in their own way. Yeah, they were. I I guess I don't really like it because like I mean. Well, I guess Fang and Vanille didn't really, like... Well, can I spoil that? They didn't uh, really die. Well, it got turned to Crystal. Yeah. But still, <laughs> it's kind of like they seem they seemed pretty final, and it just kind of makes their sacrifice seem a bit... Well, that's the whole thing, because like, just because you get turned to Crystal doesn't mean anything, really, because obviously no. Sarah got turned to Crystal, she's back in um, the end of the game, 13-2. Um, yeah. So, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll explain why that's the case, but, you know, I just don't know if it was necessary for them to do it now. I mean, obviously, the game's coming out in Japan first, so people would find out anyway before they get to play yeah. it. If, but it would be more difficult. Like, this way, Square Enix are basically saying, we're spoiling the story for you. Yay! <laughs> that ah, seems good to on be them. the theme and everything. I mean, movie trailers now reveal the entire plot line of their, of yeah. their movies. Yeah. And... It's just a shame. I think, I think it's one of the bad things about running a, a site, in a way, because... You have to report on this stuff. Yeah. There's, there's no way to disconnect. <laughs> yeah. I think um, with Metal Gear, I still refuse to watch the trailers because I actually want a surprise when I play the game. Because Kojima does all these like 20 minute trailers and pretty much says everything that's going on. Yeah. But like with Final Fantasy, it's a difficult one. Like because you want that level of disconnect so that when you play the game, like the story is a big surprise to you, and, and that's half the fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That that's that that's business for you, really. They gotta yeah, they I mean, gotta make their money somehow. Yeah, they gotta try and get people excited about it. Yeah, so, exactly. You, know, you can understand why they do it. Yeah. I mean, because if they didn't didn't say anything for about two years, people would just be like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Anyway, so the last piece of Lightning Returns news we have is that the soundtrack is going to be coming out on the same day as the game in Japan, so the twenty first of November. Um, I don't know how many of you guys are going to be um, importing Lightning Returns when it Uh. comes out in Japan, but it's a bit more difficult to import the game than the soundtrack, obviously because the game's in Japanese, and if you don't speak Japanese, it may be quite confusing. Whereas the soundtrack, it's universal. I remember I really, it was really interesting to sort of listen to the Final Fantasy XIII 2 soundtrack before the game came out, because we were just kind of like, when is this going to play? Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing... Throughout the years, especially when I've been running the websites, um, I've always listened... I think ever since 10, I've always listened to the soundtracks before I've played the game. And it's really weird because you can get really misinterpreted opinions about what the game's going to be like yeah. listening to the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've talked about it before, but I, I still remember listening to the 10 Part 2 soundtrack and just thinking, this game's going to suck. <laughs> like, this soundtrack is awful. This is the worst soundtrack I've ever heard. But now it's like one well, of your favorite soundtracks. Yeah, and then when I played the game, I was just like, oh, this this works perfectly. The composers are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> I um I remember getting really upset with the um Kingdom Hearts 2 because they came out with Passion before the game came out. And um it was the after the battle Passion song and... um. I just remember thinking, no, I just remember somebody was gonna. (laughs) I just remember thinking, like somebody's gonna die. Like this, this music is so sad. Is something serious gonna happen? Yeah, and then simple and clean, really. Like if they played the sad version of simple and clean, Mm, yeah, 
Well, it's not really sad. It's more hopeful. It's like romantic. Mm. Passion after the battle sounds like death. Did they actually say yes. anything about it um, coming out to iTunes or Google Play? Um, I would imagine that it won't, and maybe not until the the Western release. Because ju- I mean, Japan typically they like to try and keep things siloed. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think they're conscious that quite maybe some of the track names will have revealing spoilers. Oh yeah, uh, fair point. So yeah, yeah. So I I don't th- I think you know they're obviously not against you importing it. And you know I've imported soundtracks in the past, um, and you know obviously the tracks are in Japanese and stuff, and then people will start translating them. Um, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, when the Western one comes out, the people actually know what the tracks are. But you can still get a very good idea about what the track might be about. Yeah. And if okay. something says like lightning's death scene, you <laughs> pretty much know what's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> For the record, there is no track that I know of called lightning's death scene. I just made it. Yeah. That up. Um, the other interesting thing, though, is that if you if you get this in Japan, I don't know if this is going to work around the world, but the soundtrack actually includes some DLC for the game to give Lightning some extra costumes. So that, that's pretty cool. You know, they're yeah. saying, you know, if you get the soundtrack, not only do you get to listen to this awesome music whenever you want, and I think it's going to be awesome because it's by the same team that did the, 10 part, the 13 part 2 soundtrack, but you get some costumes for Lightning as well. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's Lauren's time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so we had some information, some more information on the Final Fantasy X HD. And Which is awesome! I uh, know. <laughs> um, so basically, there's going to be like a 30-minute episode after the ending. Of yeah, this, which one? this like really came out of the left field. Like, yeah, I think it sounds really, really awesome. It I actually mean, makes me really excited to play it. Yeah, because I, I think the whole thing when they announced this was that they were like, oh yeah, it's going to be a remake and all this stuff. It's really not. It's just like a an HD collection. Yeah. But this whole thing about a new 30-minute episode just seems epic. Yeah. Yeah. And also... I'm... Sorry, go on, Lauren. Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. Um, I was just going to say, like, about how it's going to actually be written by Najima. Yeah, so Najima, uh, in case you guys don't know, is pretty much a legend when it comes to story writing in Final Fantasy. I mean, he has written, I think, maybe... Oh, he wrote 10 think maybe seven and eight but I'm, don't quote me on that I, I i don't think he did but um like the more recent stories that have been any good he's done he, <laughs> 13 i is a bit of a, a dicey one because he he created the base concept for 13 and then it was expanded upon by toriyama and what um uh, uh what's the guy's name he does kingdom hearts as well oh uh namora no the the writer oh uh not not uh, anyway <laughs> yeah well he, he does all the writing for a lot of stuff and like he he did a lot of the writing for 12 as well um but he basically just kind of writes in the mold of what the director wants as opposed mm-hmm. to coming up with the initial concept himself i think he's done work in kingdom hearts 2 as well no yeah. um cool. I, I i don't want to say watanabe but i i don't think it is but anyway um if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Najima didn't really consult that much on 13. He basically just came up with the concept and then it was expanded upon. Um, whereas when he's actually written the whole thing, um, it's a lot better. And so I think because he's coming back to write this one, it, you know, it just fills me a lot more confidence. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, this is going to be great. I, I'm, 
I'm kind of um, skeptical as to what they're actually going to include, but when it comes to Final Fantasy X, a- anything that comes out, I- I'm always in like awe about it, so I've got high expectations for this. It's going to yeah. be good. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I think the main thing about this that's going to be completely epic is that it's it's going to have new voice acting. Oh my gosh, the laughing scene. They're going to actually like. This is what makes me think it's going to be a little bit weird because obviously this game took play. This was like 13 years ago. Yeah. And the voice actors' voices will have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you look at. Um, if you look at, like,. The other games that James Arnold Taylor has done, I mean, his voice probably won't. He yeah, I mean, I guess they are—they're they're professionals. They can recreate yeah, the magic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, it's just that Haley Joel Osment can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, along with that, uh, there is going to be sharing between games, but not crossplay. So I guess you won't be able to play it. Will you not be able to play it on the Vita at the same time, or something, or? Okay, so Lawrence seems a bit confused about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, Square Enix have announced that there's going to be a cross-save system, but not cross-play. So cross-play is uh, an official term, basically, that Sony have penned, which means that if you... It typically means that if you buy the PS3 version, you get the Vita version for free, right, yeah. Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and then you can play on can them at the same time. Yeah. Um, what Square Enix are doing is that if you you have to buy the game separately, and I mean this is when it gets a little bit expensive because the Vita ones are coming out independently as well. It's not coming out as a collection because the games are quote unquote too big. Um, so if you want to do this, you've got to buy three games. Mm. But yeah, it means that if you are playing on your PS3, you then save. You can then import that save onto the Vita and carry on playing from where you left off, which yeah. is cool. But yeah. It's more—I don't know—to be to me, it's more of a gimmick more than anything. But yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have it in there, but it's a it's a massive expense just to just to, to, be able to play on the yeah. go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of like defeats it, doesn't it? Yeah. So nice try. You know, for for people that want that, it's there. I think you know, it's sometimes it's again, it's something that Square Enix, Square Enix might get criticised for in terms of money grabbing, but you know, they didn't have to put it in. No. No. So, and and, and if you don't want it, it it's, you know, they could just said no. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's up to you whether you want it or not. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you'll get anything different um, by doing it that way. Hmm. Yeah. So exactly. anyway, I'm going to let Lauren take the next one as well. Oh my gosh. Okay, this next <laughs> one is all about Final Fantasy 15, um, i.e. Final Fantasy 13 versus yeah, um, so Nomura was speaking to Famitsu, and he basically said there will be some similarities between Final Fantasy XV and Kingdom Hearts 3's gameplay. Um, it will be easy and refreshing, so it won't be difficult. So he was basically commenting on the fact, I mean, he was point blank asked, you're developing both games, there's got to be some crossover. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, well, you know, um, if you think about the gameplay for Kingdom Hearts, pretty much anyone can pick it up and play. It's not that difficult. Yeah. To get a, it's, you know, it's really easy to get to groups with. Uh, and he was saying that although the versus gameplay, well, 15 gameplay, looks very confusing, uh, it's actually not. And they're going to make it so it's more in line with how simple Kingdom Hearts is. Yeah. yeah. Although... Uh... I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, I hate to complain, but, like, I don't really want it to be too easy. 
Well, I don't think the get. That's the thing. He's not talking about the difficulty of the game.、Mm. He's talking about the difficulty of the controls. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just as long as he doesn't. Because Kingdom Hearts isn't make... easy. Well. <laughs> Sephiroth. Yeah, but like the actual game is not that hard. The actual game bit, and Sephiroth is more so a side. A yeah, side but it, you know, if you do on the hardest difficulty, it does ramp up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's.、Um, He's also said that the story delivery will be similar, and both games will focus on moments that aren't possible in reality, but strive to make them seem plausible. I.e., Sora getting attacked by a massive like line of heartless. I don't know if、that、heartless could, will show I, up. In you know,、game. I mean, that could definitely not happen in real life, but it seems plausible. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think extremely. Fifteen, it's it's a bit more pertinent because you know it's supposed to be set in the real world. Yeah. Whereas Kingdom Hearts is obviously very much a fantasy world, but yeah, I think the I is this thing when you translate from Japanese, like some of it gets lost. I think maybe this was just kind of a cookie cutter answer, just being like, yeah, well, you know, we always like to make things seem like they're not too unrealistic, and that's、um, whatever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, basically, there's going to be some similarities between Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy XV. But you expect、yeah. that because they're being developed by the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Anyway, so、uh, that was pretty much all we got for XV.、Uh, there wasn't really anything said about that because most of it came out of E3.、Um, so now we're going to move on to XIV. We haven't really talked that much about XIV in the previous couple of few episodes,、um, mainly because. It's, like if you, unless you're actively engaged in that world, it's kind of difficult to follow what's going on half the time. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, and while I played 14 like like a fiend when it first came out, I, I haven't really had the time to play a Realm Reborn or kind of get involved in it at all, which is a, a bit disappointing because obviously I want. Kind I of want understandable、to. though. It's like、yeah. a job. Yeah.、Um, and but you know that. It seems as though they have completely turned it around. That it's gone from being a massive black mark on the company's resume to being, you know, something that's actually people are pretty excited for now. Yeah. And from the sounds of it, you know, Square Enix announced,、uh, I think maybe just in the middle of last week, that they've had close to a million people in the beta registration. It's crazy. Yeah, that that is no, actually it, insane. I think you know, from for an MMO that's had so many trials and tribulations, to still be able to generate that much buzz, yeah, that is pretty epic. Yeah, that's yeah, no,、really、I、cool. think that's pretty awesome. I think、uh, Mr. Yoshi deserves a lot of credit for、uh, for what he's done with that. Definitely.、Yeah. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> for、uh, for Tanaka-san, who is the previous director, <laughs> definitely not showing him in glory. No. no. Um, but also, Square Enix did announce, and I think this again, it's, it's something that's nice for fans. That, but it also shows that Lightning is in pretty much every single game.、Uh, Lightning will be appearing in Final Fantasy XIV. Ah,、oh, good. <laughs> yep, she'll be in everything. Yeah.、Um, so Lightning's going to be making an appearance, and、um, you'll also have the chance if you play as a female character, you'll get the chance to wear Lightning's、uh, outfit from the original Final Fantasy XIII. And if you play as a male character, then you will get to wear Snow's trench coat. Yay! Just wait, there'll be DLC for Cloud's draft to be、um, costumed、yeah. as well. It's going to happen eventually. <laughs> They're going to bring in every <laughs> single major character of Final Fantasy history. Ah, <laughs>、uh, good. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's I, good. I, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like it when they do these kind of things because especially if you're a player, you know, it's a nice little trophy you have. And yeah. it, it's one of those things where, like, at the time, it doesn't seem like that cool. But in, like, a year or two when you have that and all the new players don't, yeah, it's it's a nice little it's a nice little perk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so the other thing that was related to this was that Square Enix announced that you would be able to get many of the weapons that people have used in 13 and 13 Part 2 as well. So, for example, they showed a screenshot with one of the characters using lightning, uh, Fang's staff, and someone else was using Hope's boomerang, and there was a mini tarot... I don't even know what they're called in 14, but I, I still play 11. But there's a tarot who's got lightning sword. Aww. Yeah, it's like a mini version of lightning sword. How cute. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's great. Um, if you haven't had a chance to get involved in the beta yet, I think you know there's still scope for. But but even if you haven't, the 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 PS3 and the PC version is due to come out next month, I think. So yeah, you know you don't have long to wait anyway. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, no. uh, I saw that uh, beta signups are still on, but I wouldn't get my hopes up to get a key um, a- anytime soon because I'm sure there'll be so many other people. In uh, next in line, so yeah, best best yeah. to yeah. wait until the game comes out. Then People then you'll know it. that oh, th- yeah. th- then you'll know that it's a more uh, polished product as well. So yeah, that's yeah, to hold they on have to. worked out all their kinks, haven't they? Yeah, I think they're, yeah. they're not going to release the game as a beta like they did with the original one. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, we're going to run a beta a couple of months before the game, but when we release it, we're not going to fix anything. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, right, so Ben, do you want to take this last story? Yes. Um, now, people that know me know that I am a massive fiend for anything associated with PC gaming and and <laughs> most definitely the um, Steam platform. And uh, Ben loves the Steam. I love the Steam. And <laughs> earlier this week, um, Steam put uh, Final, oh, Square Enix put Final Fantasy VII as a um, as a game on the Steam platform. Which I, well, I did buy it day one. Well, it came out uh, 4th of July, so if it's the 7th now, yeah, three days ago. Um, and it is uh, the the version that you would get off the um, uh, Square Enix store. So when you when you actually go into the um, game, it, it does go through the Steam, uh, Square Enix servers. Which, which sucks is, a bit. It sucks a bit, but... It don't, does. Don't it, you have to? Don't you have to get a Square Enix account? Yeah, you have to. You have to um, make one for them to do the um, cloud saving. It doesn't. Mm. I, I think I don't know how I don't know how it works exactly, but you need your Square Enix account to do your cloud saving onto the Steam platform. So I'm not sure how it works because I haven't really looked too much into yeah. it. But it's, that seems a bit long-winded, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it is. I think it's to do with the fact that they initially released it on their own store. So they probably just wanted to keep the the back end function all the same. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're doing it, but you're probably right. Um but yeah, it's it's the um PC version, so it's got the um higher resolution um uh polygon count and all that jazz or whatever it is. Um and the <laughs> sound is also better. So people that were is. so people that were wondering, you know, what it would sound like it sounds so much better on um, PC because everyone's sound cards are a lot better than than what was out on the PS1 so yeah, yeah it's good well worth the um uh, the the strange Price story selling it 
Yeah, well, the um, the um, Australian version of Steam is selling it for fifteen dollars. Um, I'm not sure what the um, US version is, but I think it's, it's twelve. Yeah, so it's a bit more, but yeah, it's Final Fantasy VII, and you can't really go wrong, really. So yeah, no. it's also worth pointing out that this version of the game does come with achievements too, and yeah. um, much to the kind, of, I guess, disdain of fans. There's also a level booster. So yeah, mm. it's not quite the same experience as the initial version had. So mm. I mean, yeah, you do level up faster. I I don't know if you can turn it off or not. Um, um I'm not too sure. I, I haven't looked into it, but yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, I think I said before that when I played Final Fantasy VII initially, I didn't play it on the PlayStation like most people. I played it on the PC. Ooh. And um, I st- the funniest story is that. Yeah, when I finished the game, I was talking uh, with my friends at school about it, and they were just like, oh man, One Wing Danger is so boss. Obviously, they didn't use that terminology because this was back in like 1998, <laughs> and people talked more normally back then. <laughs> um, Are you sure about that? Yeah. Um, but I just was like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, you know, it's, it's pretty good and everything, but, you know, it's not that great and they're like but what about the choir like this is it was like one of the first games that had like proper choirs going on they're going yeah like saying Sephiroth and all this stuff and I'm like no 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 what are you talking about like there's no <laughs> choir what are you smoking <laughs> oh good like, no no there's a choir and I was like no no it's not and it, it was only like uh, maybe a year or two later when I downloaded the soundtrack and I was listening to One Wing Danger and I was just, like thinking wait what Sounds a bit different. What's, what's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, basically, was, the reason is because, as Ben said, when you're playing on the PC, I, I don't know how much has changed with this version but when, from when I played it, but you had tons of settings you could use back in the day. And one of them was that you could specify what sound fonts you wanted the soundtrack to use. Mm. Yeah. So, if you, I mean, I actually had it so that I hooked my keyboard up to my computer and the sound from the game came out of my, my keyboard. And I had like a Yamaha XG keyboard, so it was pretty badass. <laughs> so you, you know, like especially tracks like Judgment Day, where you like you got some pump and bass and and all that stuff. It was it was uh, it was pretty epic. That's actually pretty listened, awesome. <laughs> and then I listened to the PlayStation version. And I was just like, "What is this?" Yeah, it's not really doing it for me. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Actually, if you if you guys want to hear. Um, kind of how it used to sound to me i think there's a website it's called final fantasy 7 xg.com um it doesn't quite sound the same but you can hear the difference in quality between what you would hear on the playstation and what you would potentially hear on the pc um and it doesn't have every track on there but because i it's obviously reliant on someone being able to record it um you know it's it's pretty cool so yeah i'm gonna get that i'm gonna get a listen later on Yes, you should. So we're now going to go on to questions. Unfortunately, we're going to have these to keep keys a little bit short because, mm. uh, as, I, as I mentioned at the beginning, we, we've kind of got to rush this episode through a bit, and we've we've talked about the news quite a lot because there's a ton. There's a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Lauren, do you want to take this first question? Sure, can. All right, this one is from Pocketum, who asks, "Do you think that if done correctly, Final Fantasy 15 could succeed Final Fantasy 7 as the most successful Final Fantasy?" Absolutely. I, I, I don't see why not. I mean, every single Final Fantasy game that comes out has the potential to be a massive hit. Yeah. And the ball is always in Square Enix court with this. And I think, you know, 12 was a bit different because it, there were so many trials and tribulations throughout development. And when it came out, you know, people weren't necessarily sure. And it didn't really get that much hype 
coming from lots of different. I mean, I don't know if Famitsu gave it a perfect score. That doesn't really mean anything anymore. Um, <laughs> and a lot of Western publications were giving it good scores, but for not for the reasons that fans actually cared about. Yeah. And thirteen. That, I mean, that's the reason why thirteen sold better, just because thirteen was more in line with what fans expected. Obviously, you know, it still had issues. Yeah. Um, but you know, thirteen still sold really well, and. It's, it's, there's the there's always the trend that I would talk about that the first game on any new platform always sells the best. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it's got the smallest install base at that time. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think it's because everyone wants to get in and see what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Now, 15 is going to be slightly different because obviously we've known about this game since 2006. <laughs> uh, and it God. wasn't supposed to be coming out on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It now is. Yeah. However, even though... We've had 13, 13, 2, 14, all in that time. And obviously, it's all the spin offs like Cydia and stuff like that. People are still most hyped about 15. Yeah. <laughs> and like the whole time, like, you know, we've run our character battles and Noctis wins. Like, so yeah. I think, in ter- like, in terms of the recent history, not that there have been many games since Final Fantasy X, but, you know, I think Versus or 15 has the biggest chance to really go head to head with 7. Yeah, I think it really depends on how well the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One kick off. Honestly, I think X- it being released on Xbox One is, is a complete moot point. You know, I'm sure there's still some guys out there that are going to buy on that platform, but you know, this game was a PlayStation exclusive for so long, and I think because of how it was announced, a lot of people might still not even realize it's on Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as we saw from Final Fantasy 13, you know. There was the whole thing about up until that point, Xbox multi-platform games always sold more. Um, and when it was releasing in America and, and over in the UK, I don't know what it's like in Australia, but Microsoft were pushing it so hard. Like they did so much advertising for the Xbox 360 version, they did the Xbox 360 bundles, no, they like the consoles and all that stuff. Yeah. And it still sold really badly. Yeah, they on the Xbox they, 360. They really didn't push it that much here in australia but um the 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 australian market doesn't really i don't know we're not we're not big on rpgs so they really don't spend that much money in advertising for final fantasy or or any jrpgs so yeah i mean it was i was kind of expecting any advertising for final fantasy over here before until 13 but i think that's maybe because the the game landscape has changed yeah i mean i know for like 10 i think they did advertising in the u.s the last advertisement I saw for a Final Fantasy game on TV was Final Fantasy X-2. Yeah, so they, they did do it. It just, I mean, you don't really see that many gaming ads on in general unless it's like FIFA or Call of Duty. But then yeah. again, we don't watch a lot of, like, I'm guessing a lot of them probably um, try to get the teenagers. Yeah, I mean, actually, the last one I saw was Tomb Raider. Yeah. Which yes. was in, oh, what was that? Oh, in? my God. It was on every single advert break of Arrow. Yeah, Arrow. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was like I don't want to play this game. Yeah, because it's the same stupid quote, wasn't it? Every 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 advert break, every episode. Like if I if I was just like I must go on. I know. Oh god. Oh my god. (laughs) Shut up. Um, But yeah, so Uh. I think I think um, it really the sales of fifteen are going to be very intrinsically linked with the sales of the PlayStation 4 and from the licks of it 
it's going to be very different from the PS3. So, you know, when the PS3 and the Xbox 360 came out, the 360 was already, had already been out a year. Mm. PS3 was very expensive. There was so much negative hype about it. And, basically, like, you know, I'm sure you guys remember that the media was just out to get Sony. Like, they, yeah. they could do no right. Yeah. Every single thing was talking about how bad the PlayStation 3 was and, yep. like, you know, the games aren't as good. And then there were all, like, the graphical comparison videos which showed that the PlayStation 3 was a lot worse. But it wasn't because the PS3 were worse. It was just that the developers had more experience with the Xbox 360, you know. And it was only until the PS3 started putting out the exclusives, like Uncharted, that oh people God. were yeah. just like, hey, wait a minute, this actually looks pretty good. Um, the- yeah, I mean... Final Fantasy Thirteen sold much better on the PS3. I, I think um, even with the deficiencies in the UK, I think it was it still sold more on the PS3. Maybe like 60 percent yeah. was PS3, yeah. and like forty percent Xbox 360. I think in America it's like seventy five percent, or maybe it was worldwide. It was seventy five percent PS3. Um, yeah. But yeah, I you know it, it went against all the multi platform trends, um, yeah. and I, I can see same thing happening here and with kingdom hearts 3 as well you know it, ma- it makes no real sense for anyone to buy kingdom hearts 3 on the xbox 360 yeah you know from, no, from just looking at fan reaction most people that play kingdom hearts they don't really own xbox 360s uh, most yeah, of them it's... bought a ps3 with hopes of having kingdom hearts 3 yeah and, and you know most of them are now buying King P- ps4 with kingdom hearts 3 as well uh... but um <laughs> i mean I, I saw a poll the other day it was on it was on a final fantasy fan site you know completely neutral poll it just said what platform are you going to buy a Final Fantasy 15 on? I think there are maybe like a thousand or two thousand votes. Ninety six percent said PS4. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be a genius to realize that Square Enix. Is, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that they release an Xbox One just to try and increase sales a little bit. And you know, why not? But sometimes being an exclusive isn't a bad thing. Yeah, and I exactly. think that was shown with Metal Gear Solid Four. You know, that still went on to be one of the best selling PS3 games, despite yeah. the fact it was a, an exclusive. And you know, GT Five. Um, yeah, also sells well. Uncharted, you know, obviously Xbox has its own exclusives as well. Like Halo sells bucket loads, and Gears of War sells loads as well. And yeah, Forza does pretty well. Yeah, Forza, um, Forza's pretty good. Forza's pretty good. But yeah, I think um, 15, 15 has got the potential. Yeah, I yeah, it, I, I I I I totally agree. Right. So this next question, Ben is going to struggle through. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. I know I am. But, you know, you're on the show for the first time. I've got to try and make you squirm a little bit. All right, go for it. This question (laughs) comes from uh, Crimson Dragoon. And they say, hi, gang. I was wondering if you can try and explain to me how in Final Fantasy VII, characters go through a change in appearance whenever they go into battle sequences. Now, yeah, I'm I'm just going (laughs) to... A huge, huge disclaimer. I am not a video game developer. I'm... Why not? I don't know... Well, because I, I don't know, but I'd love to someday. But um, to when I was playing the game, the only reason why I would think that would happen is because when they're in a battle scene, um, it, it seems like there is less action going in the background, so they can probably use more memory on the um, characters, and they can probably give them more, more um, detail. Which also does go to like when they're using um, materia or certain attacks, they can um they can really flaunt the um character models more. So I I I'm assuming that that is the reason why, just from a um just from a, a observer's um point of view. But if there are any uh, developers out there that have actually looked into this, 
please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I think you're making a lot more... Com- well, yeah, I think you're pretty much on, on par. I think the reason why the question is in existence is because if you look at previous games, the sprites were yeah. pretty much exactly the same in and out of battle. And yeah. if you look at seven and uh, sorry, 8 and 9, again, same models inside and out of battle. I think with Final Fantasy VII, you have to appreciate that this game really pushed a lot of boundaries in terms of graphical capabilities, but you also have to appreciate how quickly things change. If you look at the cutscenes in 7 compared to the cutscenes in 8, like it's like night and day. And yeah, the really cutscenes is. of Final Fantasy VIII are still to this day pretty fantastic. And, uh, you know, at the time when 7 came out, those cutscenes were amazing. Like, no one had ever really seen yeah. anything like that. So yeah. I think, yeah, Bayon's spot on in terms of the reason why is because there was a lot going on in those worlds and um, they basically had to have like a, you know, a representation of the characters in their world, just, you know, just a kind of simplified version. When they got into the battles, yeah, there's there's a lot that's going on. All they had to really worry about was four characters. In yeah. place. So you've got three on your side and whatever enemies you're facing against, maybe a couple of more if, you, if, you've, if you're doing something like frogs or stupid card enemies. Yeah, um, but most of the time, there's not really that much going on. So yeah, they could ramp up the detail a little bit, yeah. and I think you know mostly it was visible on the ending sequences of a battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're doing the fanfare and all that stuff, but although I do find it really funny because they try to do it the same on Final Fantasy VIII in both battle and in real life, and every everybody's just sort of thought. Mm. Well, at the time it looked really good, but if you go yeah. back and play it now, it's just like. <laughs> That is a load I'd of pixels. Much rather, I'd <laughs> much rather look at Final Fantasy VII character models than Final Fantasy VIII ones. Yeah, that seven kind of... Unfortunately. But that's the whole thing, is it? Like, you know, would you... Like, there are so many games that from the early PlayStation 1 genre when they were like, oh, 3D, this is really cool. Yeah. And then you compare <laughs> the graphics from that now, and then it's like, if you go back and try and play some of the games, it is so hard. So yeah. many it's like 2 looks awesome. Yeah. So many jagged edges. Um, there, there is something I do want to actually point out now that I've actually thought about it. Um, I don't know what it was like with the first version of Final Fantasy VII on PC. Daryl, you can um, back me up Pretty on this. But, okay, so um, when you're playing on the PC version, if you get it on Steam, um, one thing you will notice is that in the, um, in the uh, cutscenes and stuff like that, the um, faces have more detail, like they have mouths and... Yeah, the, um, it's just, it's the a eyes seem a little bit more, res. yeah, a little bit more higher res as well. So that's also one thing that you get more detail with because the PC uh, the can pro- the problem flaunt with that, it a though, bit more. Is that um, it still has the same pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah, so it actually makes the characters stand out a little bit more, and not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that, that's also one other advantage if you were looking at it from the PC point of view. But yeah. 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 Anyway, so yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Um, yeah. Thanks for answering. Th- thanks yeah. for asking it. Um, yeah. Thank you. So, uh, music. So there was a whole ring for all about OC Remix and their Final Fantasy VI album. That's all in the past. It's now out. It's called yeah. Balance and Ruin, and you can download it. I think from ff6.ocremix.com. Yeah. Uh, if not, just type in Balance and Ruin into Google. It'll come up. Uh, so it's a five-disc album for Final Fantasy VI. And because it's just come out, we've chosen to pick one of the tracks from that. Uh, we kind of passed around. I, ben wants to do Prancing Dad. Prancing Dad! Prancing Dad! Yeah! <laughs> I vetoed that, obviously. Um, and uh, I, I went for, a, I think, probably like the the nicest track on the yeah, soundtrack. It's good. So, yeah, it's a good track. Uh, 
Um, Forever Rachel is always a bit of a classic just because it's that whole soft melody and all that stuff. So, yeah, I've gone with Forever Rachel. The, the arrangement title is Reverie of the Broken Phoenix, and it's done by either McVaff or McVaffy, depending on um, how he wants to pronounce it. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully you enjoy listening to that. And um, that's pretty much it for this episode. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, it's been good. It's again been, been another long episode. I said it was going to be a short one, but um, that yeah. worked out really well. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> so the next episode is scheduled for the 6th of August. And um, I think I think we may actually have another guest on the show then. I'm, I've, I've been asking around. I think we're going to have someone completely unique who's nothing even to do with Final Fantasy Union or Gaming Union. It's gonna throw it out there. So oh my God. Um, yeah, if you want to hear that, that's gonna be pretty good. Um, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store if you just search for Final Fantasy with a number one podcast. And of course, you can catch every piece of episode, uh, news coverage on FinalFantasyUnion.com as well as every episode on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want to remind you as well because um, if you want, uh, we we try and do competitions as much as they become available, but. We mostly promote those on the website and on our Facebook. So if you're not on our Facebook, um, it's just, I think, facebook.com forward slash Final Fantasy Union. Also our Twitter, uh, which I think is FF Union. And uh, so, you know, just make sure you follow us on those places. It's pretty easy to get to. Just go on the website, finalfantasy.com, and you can get links to it from there. Uh, we try to keep them as up to date as possible. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not always possible because other things come up but you know we try our best um so yeah if you want to uh, get the, can i add something to that? those competitions and stuff sure um yes well and, and also uh to the people that are listening to this not through the forums uh if you are not part of the game union forums and we would actually like you to join and join on the conversation so you can actually um just go to gameunion.net and just go onto the forums link on the top of the on the top uh, bar and yeah we'd be more than happy to have you around so yeah we're looking forward to it yeah definitely yeah so uh, thanks for joining us Ben thanks, oh, ben. Do, you have, do you have a good time I, I, I want to be here more more and more you want to be here more <laughs> yes well I don't know, we'll have to see what the, uh, uh, the, the reaction's like from the community because you know there could be uproar oh, oh. I, I, I hope that's not the case <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, guys, if you wouldn't mind saying your farewells. Yeah. See you later, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This is the tweetsmusic.com and finalfansunion.com production.
We did have two winner, two winners. Do we want to announce them? Yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. All right, so we have Jose Ricardo Fe- uh, Sorry, I completely messed up, just messed up his name. Brian, edit that out. <laughs> okay, so the first one we have is Jose Ricardo... Why do I keep saying Ricardo? I keep, I keep, like, combining his last name. The first one we have is Ricardo Ferrer. You forgot his first name. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is not good. Okay. <laughs> Take like five. Um, okay, so the first one we have is Jose Ricardo. Oh my god, Daryl, just do it. Jose Ricardo. Oh, oh my god. This is the best blooper oh, ever. No. <laughs> Okay. okay, yeah, so um, I think uh, for the for the winners, we actually had two winners, and uh, the first one was called Jose Ricardo Ferrer, and the second one was aptly named Ricard... Ri- oh, my God. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Richard Sandiego. Why? Richard <laughs> Sandiego. Oh, wait, this is not happening. Yes! Okay. Um, should we wait for your dad to be done? Uh, Ryan, we're just gonna we're just gonna hold a pause on this. I think we may just start this whole San Diego section again. Because <laughs> my dad started hoovering. Yeah. Oh my god! This is the oh. best. This is going fantastic. <laughs> I blame it on the swimming. I think we're just kind of tired. No, no, no that, that's all. That's all. Just, just keep on pushing through. Just keep on pushing through. Okay. All right. That's all. That's all. So before we get onto the news, um, we actually want to talk about a competition we've been running.